0: Hello and welcome to the FPL Scope. I am uh, one of your hosts, Matthias, and uh, as you might have noticed already, uh, the, my background is a bit different from uh, what we usually do. That's because I'm not in Oslo at the moment, I am in London visiting my good friend uh, Kevin. We are celebrating his uh, 30th birthday. Oh, sorry, uh, 29th birthday. Uh, okay. It's pretty much the same. He's pretty much 30 now, but uh, <laughs> I'll let him introduce himself and speak first. So here's Kevin. I'll pass. We only have one mic this week, so I'll pass on the mic to Kevin, who's right here next to me. So here you go, Kevin.
1: Yes, uh, I feel very tentative about turning 29, but uh, yeah, I guess 29 and 30 is the same thing, but uh, for... A final last hurrah for the twentieth or twenties. Um, yeah, going to be doing a big celebration, and luckily Matias was able to come. Obviously, Chemo was invited, and all this type of things. Not to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to be like, oh, you know, you know. The, when when you're thirty, when you when you're thirty, then I, then I'm
2: coming for sure okay. next year. London, yeah. here you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also planning a trip to Barcelona as well, so that could be a fun Thanks. mega trip that we can do. But Calm down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Birthday coming up on Saturday. Yeah, and go watch this one, That's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, hopefully, Messi will be back in the club as well, uh, which is a pipe dream at this rate. But yeah. Uh, but I'll give it back to the host.
0: Yeah. And I'll basically send her over to Kimo or introduce yourself.
2: And I'm not going to introduce myself so much. I'm really jealous to see you both in London, I would have loved to, that we have had uh, this episode together, but um, it's going to be fun, I think so, looking forward to the debate. So, Definitely,
0: yeah. uh, we'll get to that pretty soon. At uh, first, we're just going to uh, well, talk about the elephant in the room, which is the error code that most of, or some of us got right before deadline last time uh, in the FBL. And, uh, personally, I tried to do Foden to Elmiron, but the website crashed, so I wasn't able to do it. I immediately tweeted that I wasn't able to do the transfer, so this is not some sort of like, retcon. I was always planning to do this transfer. I, d- I said this right after the deadline passed, that I was going to do Foden to Almiron, but it didn't work. Obviously, Foden got one point, Almiron got 13 points, so that was a big swing for me. Uh, 12 points that I missed out on, but more people have had the same issue. Uh, I can take some blame as well. I wasn't. I was actually out and about when the when the lineup news happened that Foden wasn't going to start. So, if I was in front of my computer ready to go, I probably would have been able to do the transfer straight away. So,
2: I know, the, to... I know the feeling very well. It's it's pretty devastating because um, I think in game week three, I had saved my two transfers for the first two game weeks, and I was ready to buy Perisic for the first game week. He's going to start, mm-hmm. and I overslept on the couch and I woke up. Like uh, two minutes after the deadline, so I didn't do that. So uh, it's really devastating. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I've had other, co- there were a couple other things in the game week that also annoyed me, mainly Gabriel Jesus getting only only nine points. I shouldn't complain about nine points, but uh, he could have had so much more. Uh, I'll talk about that more in detail later. But before we talk about Jesus, we're going to talk about Judas instead, because uh, as we've been teasing for the past few podcasts, uh, Kevin and I have had a disagreement for the last uh, three four years. Um, during the 18-19 season, we had two different outlooks on two different stories towards the end of the season. That was a hotly contested season where uh, me and Kevin were fighting for the number one spot in our mini-league. I came out on top, obviously, and uh, Kevin will say that's because I did something wrong. I'll say that he did something wrong before me and I didn't do anything wrong. but. I will not get too much into it before I'll let Kevin speak on the subject. He, I'll be the bigger man and let him talk first and introduce both stories. And then afterwards I'll correct the record and tell you how it actually happened. So yeah, I'll, here's Kevin. And uh, Kimo will be the judge, of course. So uh, Kevin will go ahead first and talk about what happened in both the Obamian case and the Hazard case. Okay, uh, for starters, I am not as prepared as Matthias
1: is when it comes to this, so I don't have all the stats and all the, everything written down because, A, I'm not a loser. B, um, I don't really care because it's past and gone, and also um, <laughs> there a lot of the records are not there because we did a lot of this over the phone. We did a lot of this over chat and all this type of stuff. Um, so for me personally... I feel like we both did something wrong, and I'm more than willing to admit that. The difference is Matthias is completely just, oh, you're in the wrong. What you did was wrong, and what I did was nothing. I just played the game. Whereas I believe we both did something wrong. I personally believe the hazard thing was worse, but fair enough. We'll we'll get to the story. So basically what happened was there was this... Game week where, Matthias came to me asking me about a fail advice as we both talk to each other all the time about this type of stuff, right? And it was uh, the season where it was very highly contested between the two of us. Where Matthias and I are the type of people who actually share like our future plans and stuff like that. Whilst I know a lot of managers. Who don't like discussing stuff? Who keep it to themselves and all this type of stuff? I'm that kind of person usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, which is fair enough. Which is more yeah. than fair enough. But I think we're close enough friends, and we don't. We're not usually that competitive in terms of FPL to yeah. like purposely sabotage or anything like that. <laughs> so what ended up happening was, Aubameyang was in a good purple patch. Uh, I believe Aguero had just gone crazy with hat-tricks and stuff like that, against Chelsea, Arsenal, back in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I believe I sold Aguero, either due to an injury or something like that, to get Aubameyang in. Or something like that. I don't remember the finer details, but essentially what happened was I sold... Aguero and got Aubameyang, or I already had Aguero and had the money to facilitate a move for Aubameyang, who I had just told Matias to sell. And I told him to sell Aubameyang simply because he was meant to get an Aguero who was in much better form than Aubameyang mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought Aubameyang in was because I had tickets to Spurs Arsenal the week after the transfer or something like that. So for me yeah. it was I'm one of those type of guys that when I do transfers, I sometimes do transfers if I'm gonna watch someone live. So like for example, yeah. I once back in twenty eleven brought in Van Percy against Wigan and that was the first time Van Percy ever had a hat trick for Arsenal. And I brought him in, captained him, and he you know, he got thirty points or whatever. You saw so, the game. You
2: saw the game live.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I saw him actually live against Wigan. So, I saw Aubameyang live against Spurs away, you know. So, for me, the reason why I brought Obama again in the end was because I could facilitate a move for both and yeah. I was going to see him live. The reason I told Matias to get rid of him was because Aguero had the better... Uh, at the time we didn't have xg and stuff like that you know it was more of yeah. like a feeling thing right where we were just like oh yeah. it's more obvious that uh, i know where is this going so <laughs> yeah you know i like obama is the better move and all this type of stuff and that's to me what happened with obama now i don't know if i should move to you so you can say the hazard thing or should i just continue and say the hazard? The hazard. okay fine then after many, many, many game weeks later, uh, comes a point where it's like crunch time of the season. We're talking, I don't know, maybe less than ten games. I I, I genuinely don't remember. I think it was like less than ten games to go or something it's like that. Game weeks. Okay, it's even worse. It's even worse than I can imagine. Okay, so it's the final couple game weeks, and we're not lying to each other. We're still Straight mugging, straight face, and all this type of stuff. And I was talking to him about different transfers. One of them being Eden Hazard. To which he just... Okay. Okay, fine. He's going to immediately say that this wasn't the case. He's going to say that what this was about was me trying to guess who his captain was. And Mm. fair enough. At the point of him trying to catch up to me, he shouldn't tell me who the captain is, right? But I also asked him about suggestions for my team. That's how I remember it. And mm. I remember it being like me asking about Eden Hazard. And to which he was just dead quiet. He he was dead quiet for most answers, right? When it was like a blatant no, he would just outright say no. But when it came to Eden Hazard and some other names, he got dead quiet. So I don't remember if I had like an inkling, like, oh, did he actually go for Hazard or not? But at the end of the day, the difference between me not going for Hazard and him going for Hazard was obviously the thing that won him the mini-league and Zaha, of course. Zaha, I wasn't even considering it, and that he did all by himself. But if mm. I had brought Hazard in, it would have neutralized it and all this other sort of stuff. But fair enough, as the guy catching up, he doesn't necessarily – Have to tell me that he's getting in hazard. But if he's giving me advice, he could have mentioned hazard because that could have changed my season and it didn't. That's how I remember a lot of it. Okay. Over the, over the, yeah. Let's now, let's now hear from Matthias who has the stats, who has the numbers and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to interrupt several times and say that he's full of horse doo-doo, but I'll
0: give it to him, okay? Well, we can try to interrupt if I have the microphone now, so uh, I'll set the <laughs> record straight. Uh, first of all, we'll go to Aubameyang. Kimo, you know how much of an Aubameyang fan I've been in FL. I've uh, been yeah. obsessed with him for some reason, to my detriment, as was yeah. the case in this this thing. Kevin said he had a purple patch that is so far off the case. He mm-hmm. had like a couple decent games, but nowhere near the, the level Aguero did. Aguero had matches against Arsenal and Chelsea, Consecutive He's game gone. weeks, he had like uh, game week twenty five. He uh, played Arsenal, scored a hat yeah. trick. And then he had Good a down. blank. Then he had a blank game week twenty six, and then he had a double game week twenty seven with Everton and Chelsea. And
2: and he, bl- he, he blanked.
0: Ag- he blanked against Chelsea, and then he scored another hat trick. Or he blanked <laughs> against Everton, and then he scored another hat trick against Chelsea. Yes, yes. During this whole time, I had Aubameyang. He oh had. God. He did not have a blank in game week twenty six. He was supposed yeah. to face Huddersfield, but he was ill for that match, so he didn't play that match. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I lost a lot of points compared to Kevin mm-hmm. and everyone else who had brought in Aguero right. earlier. I still mm-hmm. had Aubameyang. Um So yeah, I I had to admit defeat and say it just like, Ugh, do mm-hmm. I really have to transfer out of Ob- Aubameyang to get Aguero? I, yeah. I guess I have to. Aubame- Aubameyang was going, going to play Bournemouth at home. That was yeah. a really good fixture for him. But after so many letdowns and him being ill against Huddersfield, I just figured, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should sell him. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to Kevin and ask him for his advice. Yeah. And he gave me the go-ahead. Yeah, you should sell Aubameyang. You should get Aguero, who has uh, West Ham, my favorite team. He plays uh, West Ham, and then he plays uh, someone else I can't remember. Aubameyang played Bournemouth and then Spurs, like Kevin, correctly. That was one of the few things he got correct. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, uh, I, with a heavy heart, I sold o- Aubameyang and bought Aguero and then uh the next uh and then i went to bed and obviously i i struggled sleeping i was pondering is it really worth it (laughs) what is life is it (laughs) is it it worth it anymore so i I... I struggled to sleep and then i i wake up the next morning and uh i see that i got a message from kevin and uh this is what (laughs) i i saw from him
2: (laughs) oh my god oh my god so kevin
0: had transferred in obamiang i'm i think i'm not a hundred percent certain about this i think it was straight for aguero it might have been k into obami but i think it was for aguero but at least the thing is he told me to sell obamiang and then he brought him in the next day and (laughs) put it straight in my face Did did do well? (laughs) and he claimed uh, we'll, we'll get to that as well that's not the point, though. It's still, yeah, yeah. He had Bournemouth at home. Arsenal won 5-1 against Bournemouth. Aubameyang had plenty of chances. He only got one goal. Fair yeah. enough. In the end, that was karma for Kevin. Because if, if he would have gotten a hat-trick and I wouldn't have had him, Kevin would have beaten me that season. So that's just karma yeah. playing out for the Buddhist Kevin. Anyways, that's Aubameyang. Uh, obviously, I gave Kevin a lot of uh, well, doo-doo, like he said, if you're going to keep it PG. Uh, throughout the season or afterwards then about 10 game weeks later we come to the hazard incidents incidents so basically we're coming up on the end of the season it's two game weeks to go i'm about 30 or 25 points behind kevin i need to figure out a way to to basically get more points than him and obviously i can't tell kevin exactly what i'm going to do and then he's just going to copy my team like that would defeat the purpose of me trying to catch him so before he has said anything to me in game week thirty-seven, I tell him. This is this is correct. I remember more than him. I tell him yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what I'm gonna do this week. So you have the option to do the same to me. I gave him I, that out. He didn't. Yeah. Have to, he didn't have to discuss anything in terms of FL with me. And I told him I'm not gonna tell you who I'm gonna buy and who I'm gonna captain this week. Fair so enough, if, yeah. if, if if you if you don't if you want to do the same with me, then sure, go ahead. We'll, we'll do it mono-a-mono mono without any any yeah, yeah. tips and stuff. So, obviously, I went for Hazard. He was my secret pick. He played Cardiff, so it wasn't really that big of a, like, differential anyway. It, was, it made yeah. sense. Easy to guess, yeah. It's just Hazard was obviously expensive, so you'd have to jumble your lineup a bit if you didn't have an expensive midfielder to sell for him. I can't remember exactly who I sold and stuff, but anyways, I brought in Hazard. He had two assists, I think, against Cardiff, got some bonus points. And obviously, as my captain, I think he got 15 points or 12 points or something like that, uh, times two. While Kevin's captain, I think, failed. I can't remember who Kevin's captain even was. Anyways, I did nothing wrong. Hazard helped me along with Saha and Mane. Uh, at the final game week to get me over the hump and beat Kevin for yet another season. I think they had Wolves at
2: the last game of the week.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I think... For two goals, yeah. Yeah, it was one of us had Trent and I think I had Trent and Mane. He had Salah and Robertson or something along those lines. And that also helped me win the league. I was I was actually here in London for that final game week as well, and I was not. I was not one of those guys who were like, "Ha you lost." Blah blah blah. I was actually pretty, pretty calm about yeah. it. Yeah.
2: He
0: he had that was that's Kevin's best season in FBL, and uh, he had a great season. I'm not going to say anything against that, but I still beat him. But
2: I I think there's no one. There is no Judas here. I think it's it's natural, and it's yeah. I think. Kevin is a little bit naive to 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 share what he's gonna his intention. You know what I mean? I think that's like really kind. I, I'm I'm like much worse than you guys. I don't share anything like, especially in the last weeks uh, with with a mini league like with my friends that we played for like 17 seasons together in the same mini league. I don't say anything. I I even use Photoshop and do like fake take uh <laughs> transfers and, and send it to them and uh, switch off my phone something like that so but the funny thing the funny thing because i remember that game so well it was it was in uh, Jan- january or something like this it's i was february, going, yeah. yeah something. it was in february yeah i was going to egypt and i um i actually sold the guero on someone else and i bought sane mm. and the flight it was so long, and uh, the first thing, I, uh, I switched on my phone when I landed in Egypt, and I find like million missed calls from my friend teasing me that Aguero scored a hat-trick against Chelsea. Against Arsenal, yeah. sorry, against Arsenal. Yeah, I, yeah and I I remember very well. <laughs> I captain Sane against uh, Everton in the double game week and Chelsea, and he got me one point or. Yeah, yeah, that's the it.
0: famous. That's the famous uh, Sane one pointer for the double game week as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. I have, I, have, I
2: have one friend of mine who triple captain uh, Sane at that game week We still tease him till today about that round
0: thing. So yeah, I think I actually had Sane. Yeah, I and think I had Sane time, as well as captain so that might be yeah, why I didn't have Aguero. Big, yeah.
2: Aguero was never going to play all these games but you never trust the so um, at the last game week actually I was two points behind the mini league um, uh, where I play with the guys and I tripled captain Mane the last game week of the season I had Mane and Alexander Arnold and Mane scored two goals, Salah scored nothing or scored one goal something like that and I won the mini league by six points because of the treble captain of yeah. Of me and the assists of Alexander. So a really cool season. Uh lovely story. This is a beauty of Fan Super Premier League. It's just like one story that carries on for years, for years, for years, and so on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. But no no one is guilty here. Yeah. Let's move on.
0: Okay. Uh sure. Kevin said uh, Kevin said we were both guilty to be honest, but we'll see kevin 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 can have the fun kevin can have the final word i'll be the bigger man hang on kevin you'll get the microphone relax so he'll have the final word because i made a retort to him so obviously he should be able to respond and then we'll move on to the rest of the content this week so here's kevin one final time spread more lies here we go so he said it himself either we're both guilty we're not guilty i can take it it's a draw. We'll just leave it at that, and then we'll leave it up to the the audience from him, from comment. From Do you think uh, Kevin was a Judas for uh, telling me to sell Obama Young and then bringing him in straight well, away? I, 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 think, or... I
2: think I think I trust him in terms of buying a player to to go and watch him live. You know that the, I've been to London twice in my life, and and the first time I've been to London, I actually brought in uh, Raheem Sterling especially to see him live and captain him. And guess what? City lost at Etihad at home, two nil to Wolves. Adama Traore scored two goals. Oh yeah, I remember. Emeneau assist. I remember that game. So, so I brought I brought Sterling in a shitty, in a shitty form of his life, and I captained him just to, because I wanted to make a meaning to go into the stadium and seeing a Premier League game. So, so I, it makes sense, you know. what I mean, you always want um, to to see a player that you have in your team. I I brought randomly uh, Calvert Lewand against. Chelsea, uh, because I was watching Everton and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, and I know that they were not going to score. They lost 4 Fornell, but I, I, just for the fun, I brought in Calvert-Leon. I couldn't dare to captain him, of course, but yeah, that's what
0: happened. Sure, and with that, we'll move on to the next few slides here. First of all, is the table of contents, just what we're going to talk about this week, apart from the whole Judas gates introduction <laughs> thing that we've done. We spent 20 minutes on that, yes. so we'll move, on, move along swift, swiftly. Unlike my language. Uh, So first we'll talk about our gaming 14 teams, what happened in gaming 14 for all of us. Then we'll look at the fixtures and see who has the best fixtures, who has the worst fixtures, and uh, look at some stats as well for the teams. Then we'll make the case for our best Ivan, Tony, or even Mitrech replacements, if you want to replace one of your strikers, or Skamaka replacement, Mm -hmm. potentially, for some of us. Then we'll have the weekly wildcard drafts. We've drafted another wildcard. There's a difference this week that you can already see. It's not as number one pick because obviously his injury is making us a bit iffy. So Kimo yep. selected De Bruyne first. That's a bit of a spoiler for that. And then finally, we'll talk about our game week 15 plans. What we're going to do, which, what transfers are we planning on doing and what transfers have possibly we've already made. One of us have made transfers already, but we'll get to that later. First Please. of all we're going to talk about Kimo and his Game Week 13. Kimo has the number one pick today, both in the wildcard draft and in Make the Case, and he's also going to speak first on his team, so go ahead Kimo.
2: Yes, <clears throat> and for the audio, it's Ryan goal, Gabriel, six points, Cancelo six points, Trippier 11, Bueno two points because Holland didn't play, Salah, 14 points as a captain, could have gone more, but yeah, devastating. Podern has one pointer coming from the bench, that's it's really typical, you know, doing a, a wild card only to bring Cancelo and Foden, and then he never plays. He never plays, and he never will. I know. I know my luck. Zaha disappointing again was two points. Martinelli really solid performance was eight points. Saka and really that's also a bad luck of of the wild card. He could have gone fifteen or seventeen points if he was in the, if he was in the pitch, but. He got injured in the first half, as everybody saw. Four points, one assist. I'll take it. And the biggest disappoint- disappointment of my of of the year is Skamaka. After the the, the wide I thought he, he's gonna score a lot of goals uh, during this uh, the last two games, but he doesn't run. He doesn't even make effort. He is he's, he's really bad at all at all the stats. You know what I mean? He he doesn't he doesn't look hungry. What happened? I don't know. But yeah, so I have Holland in my my bench. Williams. Arshar, I don't know why I my team, Iverson, so yeah, 57 points below the average for the third time this season. I correct uh, myself because I, I said I never had <laughs> a week uh, b- below the average and that was one at the third uh, game week and the last two game weeks I'm below the average so it's really going downhill uh, from there. So
0: Yeah, that's led yeah. to your, your rank of 1.7 million so it's not going swimmingly for you but at least it's going better than for me who got well i got 62 points this week because i have the same team as you except that i have hessels rather than saka that should have probably been uh, worse for me in mm. some ways because saka could have had a lot of points if he played because he would have he would have scored his chances unlike hessels who had three clear-cut chances to score and missed all of them he also had an assist reese nelson deleted because reese nelson missed the first shot and then he made the second one so no assist yep. for Jesus. But still, Jesus got nine points. He was my highest score apart from Chipier. I probably should have stick, sticked, or stuck with him as my uh, captain or vice captain. I should say. Um, last week we discussed who would be our captains if Horlan uh, wasn't playing, and I had at the time I had Jesus as vice captain, but I made the change to Sala, which was fine. Sala had a good game as well, with uh, his 14 points. Um, but yeah, uh, it's basically the same team as Kimo. So what you heard earlier counts the same for for me how so that, did you have
2: like a red arrow I, I, I don't get it who you you have like a red arrow how come you got like 60? yeah um
0: i don't know really it was just a high scoring game week for some reason a lot of people got a lot of points. And and I didn't Castle have won. I didn't have any other Newcastle players obviously. Yeah. I talked about in the intro that I didn't have Almirón. I was going to have him rather than Foden. So that's 12 points I lost out on. That would have been 74 points and a much better game week, but 62 points it's fine. Like I I usually have a rule if I get 60 points, I'm happy with the game week. If you get 60 <laughs> points every game week, you you're should be really fine. That hasn't been the case for me this season, and that's why I'm 2.2 million at the moment, which is really, really bad.
1: One, yeah. Again, it needs
2: to be like um, 6 or 5 million. Then, yeah. then Your theory is right now, we're, we're over 10 million. So, But, but you, I think you will give the mic to the innocent... Yeah, Judas. that's
0: what I was about to say. Uh, let's move it to someone who knows what he's doing this season, and that is uh, Kevin. In,
2: who... Innocent Judas who, who has... <laughs> I'm really jealous.
0: <laughs> So yeah, Kevin can take you from there. He had a pretty good striker this game week. Yeah. So here he goes.
1: Yeah, um, to just quickly talk about my team, I said in the previous podcast I was very happy with the team going into game week fourteen because so many of them were playing at home. I think uh, both me and Kimo were very unlucky that Saka only got four points. He yeah. easily could have. Got a goal and all this type of stuff, and he was contributing really well. But he hobbled off and is looking uh, safe for next uh, match, which is great. Uh, in terms of my team, I had a bunch of defenders that kept a clean sheet Cancello with six, Gay with six, Trippier obviously got 11 thanks to his assist, was it? Yeah, and uh, Raya got enough saves to you know salvage a three pointer. And Sal- Salah, who I made the case for, obviously scored. And I was very happy that Leeds were able to beat uh, Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. And I'll be completely honest, it's actually Darwin who cost Salah from getting more points. Because Salah constantly fed him the ball and all this yeah. type of stuff. And Darwin just kept missing all of his chances. But Salah himself
2: looked really devastated and disappointed from the chance.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Zaha is looking like a waste of space. Uh, It just came down to a single two points. Um, Everton managed to keep a clean sheet for the first time in like 20 uh, odd matches in the Premier League away from home. And that's why I was able to get three points from Andreas, which I don't know, I guess was a benefit because it helped add up to the 70 points. But obviously, I'm not talking about the big thing that got me 70 points, and that was Callum Wilson, who got 19 beautiful, beautiful points. Uh, there was this one time when I was listening to his podcast between him and, uh, I believe it was Antonio, and you were Be talking, Antonio. and I'm lying. I obviously didn't listen to this. This is a story that Kibo told us in one of the episodes. I just want to rub it in <laughs> that he mentioned this yeah, story yeah. and doesn't have know. Callum I don't Wilson. Know. Uh, I don't but, know. <laughs> To be fair, I was considering uh, Selling Wilson and all this type of stuff. Not because um, of disbelief or anything like that. It was just more that there were a lot of underlying stats for him. The issue was he just wasn't getting the goals to the point where it was getting frustrating. Mm -hmm. Sort of like how Trossard was always in the box, always doing everything correctly, but not getting the goals then against randomly against uh, City, he scores, and then this team, he scores, and and I'm just like, oh, okay. So luckily, I stuck with Caleb Wilson. He got me the 19 points, which was great, and uh, has some good matches to round off uh, before the World Cup. But yeah, got so many points. Very happy with that. Obviously, a green arrow as well. So, I mean, I was 90K just like two weeks ago, but that just shows just how quickly things can change in FPL. You just need to get one transfer incorrectly or one captaincy and you're back in the game there or, or a
2: stupid wild card to kill your team <laughs> just like i did
1: <laughs> i mean sure yeah. you you say that but i'm sure we'll be fine in a couple weeks time i think people put too much pressure and too much weight into everything right now i mean we're only 14 yeah. game weeks in out of 38 a yeah. lot can change yeah. the a thing- lot can change
2: the thing is, the thing, the thing is, it's always in November, December. I do really bad. I, I have that habit, you know what I mean, of uh, going down the ranks and those two months. Up until February, then, I, then I do really bad, and then I start picking up the points again in March and April, and May. So I was hoping for something new this year, but yeah, we'll take it uh, from there. We'll see. Yeah, really absolutely. jealous that everybody has their yeah. run and stuff like this. Newcastle looked sharp. It was so stupid for me to overlook them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll pass it back to Matthias and we'll... yeah,
0: yeah. I think the only player they mention was Tony, who got a yellow card and is now suspended. So he got one point for Kevin. Um... And then that's that
1: says
2: a lot about the title of the episode: the good, the bad, and the Wilson. Because yeah. the good, the good in this, in this, in this case, is Mitrovic, who's who's, who's delivering really good stats. So many goals in the last few game weeks, even unexpectedly. And the bad is Tony because he got suspended, and the Wilson he's a, he's, a, he's a hero of the of the week, I think so, and I think he will continue scoring. Up, he's selected to the the England squad for the World Cup, like the, the 55 players. Yeah. So, yeah, that that will give him motivation to carry on the form. So we'll see about that. Yeah. He's, in, he's in my
0: plans for sure. And like Kevin mentioned with Kimo's story about Wilson and Antonio, we all had Wilson at the start of the season. So we yeah. all, we've all been fans of his, his, and whenever he's fit, he's really good. So yeah, obviously he could have been in both of me and Kimo's teams. We did all-carding in Week 13, but we went for Tsukamaka instead, which was a Terrible big mistake. But we'll see well, if we can correct that mistake potentially later we're going to look to the future rather than the past now and we're going to look at the fixtures first and uh, quickly there's only two game weeks until the world cup break when we all get free transfers and limited transfers so we only really have to think about the next two game weeks when we make our transfers and uh, as you can see man city are at the top most people have triple man city unless they've sold holan or foden the last few game weeks Uh, So yeah, obviously that will be interesting to see regarding Horland's fitness, if he's ready to play both matches or if he's able to play one of them. That will make quite a bit of a difference uh, in our transfers. But yeah, we can see all the other teams as well. Uh, Let's move on to the next slide where we can see some stats to go along with it. Uh, Here we have the expected goals, XG, and the expected goals conceded for the last six matches for all teams. And uh, in terms of expected goals, Newcastle are number one. With 12.09, expected expect the goals the last six matches. They are on fire, as we've seen with yeah. Alron and Wilson and Trippier for that matter. Tripling up is probably the right idea with Newcastle, uh, even though me and Kimo only have Trippier. Kevin has Wilson as well, obviously. So yeah, Newcastle are really, really good. Uh, West Ham, in terms of XG and XGC, they are really, really good, but... That doesn't really turn into results that much. They beat Bournemouth and then they lost against Man United 1-0. But they still have the second highest XG with 10.39. And Mm -hmm. third highest XG is Liverpool with 9.76. And the bottom three in terms of XG are Bournemouth with 4.54. They still managed to score a lot of goals though with uh, low XG, as they did against Spurs with two goals. Uh, Crystal Palace are second from bottom. Kind of explains why Saha has been such a disappointment when everyone yeah. brought him in. They've been but pretty... I
2: said it a long time ago. Zaha is not going to do anything. Chris Bellas doesn't score. It's a flop. I was expecting that. Like one goal maximum. That's it.
0: And you still brought him in in your wildcard. So you yeah, got to listen because... to your own advice.
2: <laughs> you know, I, w- I was going to bring Trossard I don't know. It's just like so... Uh...
0: Yeah, you should have stuck with your search. That's yeah. lesson learned, I guess. But maybe yeah. that will be... Uh, fixed as well. We'll see. But the final Poor team in terms of xG is Nottingham Forests with 5.36 xG Looking at the uh, expected goals conceded we have the same top two We have Newcastle with the best expected goals conceded 4.67 the last six matches West Ham are number two with 5.07 the last six matches and then the third is Man City with 5.08 And Bottom three in terms of expected goals conceded we have from bottom we have Fulham has been the worst defense in the league pretty much all season. They conceded a lot of goals and they conceded the most expected goals conceded with 11.45 the last six matches. Liverpool 10.91, second worst, which is kind of surprising. And Everton third worst with 9.82 uh that's basically it for the stats we can also look at the fixtures more and there's also one more thing of notes and i'll hand it to kevin now as our la liga expert he'll talk a bit more about aston villa and wolverhampton who have both have gotten new managers well wolverhampton isn't confirmed as of this recording we're recording on a wednesday as always and lopetegui has not taken over wolverhampton but it's expected to go through pretty soon probably before the game week we'll see yeah but aston Villa obviously hired Una Emery last week and now he's finally ready to take, take charge after his uh, visa and everything is fixed uh, so yeah Kevin will talk a bit more about what we can expect from these two teams potentially not in the next few game weeks because as you can see ramp and have pretty terrible fixtures so getting their players are, aren't are necessarily the most important thing but watching them play and seeing how the new managers implement their style will be important so Kevin can talk a bit more about Emery and um, Lopetegui Cheers, thank you. Uh, So to begin with,
1: I think we should obviously talk about the guy who's actually in charge, which would be Unai Emery. Uh, Unai Emery is a serial winner of all the smaller tournaments and stuff like that. I, I think it's a bit unfair considering his dynasty that he created with Sevilla and winning the Europa League so many times. I think that he's proven everywhere that despite you know whatever shortcomings he's had he's still won a lot of things and taken teams to a lot of finals including Arsenal if they hadn't faced that Chelsea side they probably would have won the Europa League and i think Aston Villa fans yeah, yeah, should yeah. yeah like i think Aston Villa fans should be very excited over the prospects of having someone like Unai Emery uh, the thing is though that yes Villarreal have been sort of up and down these last couple years but they still famously beat Manchester United on penalties Um, they
2: they caused trouble to Liverpool last year yeah
1: I mean they knocked Bayern out and all this a lot of exciting things and I think one of the exciting things for FPL managers it should be the fact that he plays a very high press you know all the players run for 90 minutes without stop you know 4-1 4-1 which benefited Gerard Moreno. So in this case, that's Danny Yings. It yeah. benefited him because all the wingers did all the work and all the supply runs and stuff like that, which is good. It's going to be for... interesting
2: if you're going to cho- choose between Danny Ings or Watkins to be the main man.
1: But that's the thing. I have a feeling that he might play Ollie Watkins on the left wing and have Leon Bailey on the right to supply the runs and to constantly feed the ball to Danny Yings, which – Worked out really well with Samuel Chiqueza and Yermi Pino to Gerard Moreno. And that was a formidable attack that eventually ended up winning a bunch of titles and stuff like that. And But I think FPL managers who still have Leon Bailey, in this case we have Matias who actually has him, should really be interested in the fact that he's going to put better numbers with someone like am Emory in charge. Who loves to get the attack going from the wings because it's constantly them pressuring the ball to try and get it. Unlike um, Mr. Julian Luptegi, who, as of yet, sure, isn't confirmed at Wolves, but plays a very attractive style of football and a very attacking style of football, which is something that Wolves have been lacking all season, you know, because they're not all all the seasons, not only all the seasons. And um, when you have such awesome talents as Pedro Neto
0: <laughs> Pedro Neto.
1: Yeah, Pedroneto, you know, um Ruben is like all these wonderful players who can contribute in both attack and defense. It's perfect because he plays a four three three similar to Barcelona in the sense of possession play, very short passing, combination plays. With the players that they have, I think it's a dream signing but it all depends on whether he can get the board behind him because that's sort of what his downfall at Sevilla was because if you look at where Villarreal are now they're currently mid-table but Sevilla are currently 18th they are not looking great they have been terrible all season a lot of things went wrong we knew he was going to get fired before It was even made official. Like, we knew that regardless of whatever happened in Sevilla's Champions League match, he'd get fired. Of course they lost. Of course he got fired. That is a downside to Leptegi. Whilst with Unai Emery, his track record is a lot better. But, to benefit of Leptegi, he also managed to win the Europa League very impressively against Inter in the final. So, I think in terms of these clubs wanting to have ambitions and to try and strive for things maybe a cup run maybe trying to finish it like in a conference or Europa League these are the managers you need to be able to do so I think Unai Emery is a perfect fit for the ambitions that Aston Villa had when they brought in Steven Gerrard because Gerrard at the time with Rangers was amazing but then obviously it didn't pan out perfectly but Unai Emery's track record is obviously much bigger than Steven Jarrett's. But in terms of Luptegi, I feel that Luptegi has proven that despite what happened with Spain, despite what happened with Real Madrid, and despite what happened with Sevilla, that he's not a quitter. He'll keep trying. And I think, again, it's a match made in heaven. It's awesome to see two Spanish coaches in the Premier League, obviously as a La Liga fan and supporter of a La Liga club, I think we're going to see a lot of fun things happen in terms of FPL things. Keep an eye on a Raul Jimenez, keep an eye on a Leon Bailey, Continue yeah. as well, and um, a bunch of the wingers at Aston Villa for sure. But as of uh, these next two game weeks, don't don't wait until after the World Cup. I think Leon, Leon, Leon Bailey will, will do good. I, I remember he did
2: really well when Gerard took over, so I think uh, there might be some prospect here.
0: Definitely. Uh, Other than Aston Villa and Wolverhampton, which is obviously more of a future uh, point of Um, interest, uh, do you have anything to note the next two game weeks, uh, Kimo?
2: I think Brighton looks so obviously good fixtures, Aston Villa and Wolverhampton, especially Aston Villa game at the uh, Game Week 16 at home, uh, so at uh, Amex. Yeah. Funny fun be... you
0: should mention Brighton since they're playing Wolverhampton and Aston Villa, so they'll they'll get to see what Una Emery and Lopetegui are all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You,
2: you just look at the stats and you have like to hope that uh, Aston Villa will repeat the 4-0 defeat uh, against Brighton when they play away, they are really terrible, they were really weak. Uh, against Newcastle so I'm just I'm just hoping I think Everton as well good fixators uh, Leicester and Bournemouth yeah there, there is a lot of goals you never know which Everton will show up So but, but I see a lot of goals in the both fixtures. so
0: yeah speaking of um, Everton that makes a lot of sense for our next segment because that is make the case and you've made the case for an Everton player and that is uh, Dominic Callard-Lewin uh, basically for this uh, this week's players to watch or make the case as we have it we have uh, forwards that are worth less than 9.0 so no kane no cristiano ronaldo no holland apart from that we can choose freely from all the strikers and uh, so number 1 you didn't go at Wilson, uh, Kimo. you went with dcl as your number one pick why is that
2: i think uh, i i think in terms of going differential the obvious pick is uh, at the attack right now is holland wilson and maybe maybe Kane or, or or someone else and Tony, when he's suspended. So if you want to climb up the ranks, in my case, you need to go differential. So in terms of stats, he's having the third of the stats that Callum Wilson have right now in, in terms of expected goals, involvement, big chances, shots in the box. But I think you see the fixtures pretty easy. And he, he has a low ownership. So if you want to go differential and gamble that he's going to explode, then then you go Cal- uh, Calvert-Leon. So... This is basically my my biggest bet is on He is differential and he has like some fixtures with so many goals, especially uh, historically. Bournemouth and Everton has a lot of goals between them. So, so in terms of stats, he's, it's really weak. But he he was injured and so on. So, yeah, I think there's so many better picks in terms of attacks. But yeah, you have to look at the fixtures. So.
0: That's fair enough. And you also made the case for Anthony Gordon right before he scored a goal. So maybe the same will happen again. I'm sure Kevin would uh, like that as an Everton fan. But before we get to Kevin again, I'm just gonna quickly go through Wilson. We've already talked about him. He's the headline of this podcast, the good, bad and the Wilson. He's, if you look at his statistics, is. It's super good. He is fighting for his his England spot, like we mentioned. And uh, yeah, as a pro and con, I've listed essential and fit. Basically, we all had him at the start of the season when he was fit, because we knew what he can do. And he's shown once again that he's a really good striker who probably should have uh, a place in the England squad, in my opinion, at least. He's super informed. He's the obvious pick, so I'm not going to really talk much more about him. Obviously, the one thing is that he plays Chelsea in the f- in game of 16. But as we just saw with Chelsea, they lost 4-1 against <laughs> Brighton. So who knows what Chelsea will show up. Kepa has been injured now. Mendy is not, not a good goalkeeper anymore. And Southampton, historically, Wilson has been really good uh, the last few times he's played Southampton. So yeah. I think Wilson is uh, a no-brainer if you have the money for him. Uh, more on that later. But Kevin has the uh, difficult thing of choosing the third pick he can't choose DCL or Wilson he has to choose someone else and uh, he ended up with it's pretty unfair for him it's uh, it's pretty uh, the third pick is always pretty unfair but Kevin has mentioned Edward previously and uh, he can now make his case for him properly I don't know what to say
1: Crystal Palace are terrible they're terrible at home they're terrible away but despite all that, if you look at Edouard's sort of goals and assists contributions, it's pretty good. He randomly will get you a goal or an assist, but that's it. Don't expect anything more than like two goals, more than a single assist, nothing like that. If you want a player who can, according to stats recently, can consistently get you at least one attacking return, that's who you should go for. But if you want to go boom or bust, you go DCL. If you want to go completely in form, you go for Wilson. But the only case that I can make for Edouard is the fact that his returns have been pretty decent. It's just the fact that... Yeah, whenever he
2: plays, he scores. Yeah, yeah
1: but it, you're talking like you're going to get max 5-6 points in total from him. That's the only issue. But 5-6 points is better than 2-1 or one, like Tony has been getting. The last couple of weeks, you know, I wish I actually went Edward over Tony because Tony has been like run random week, he'll get you 12 points. The other three in a row, he'll get you one or two because he, he's a yellow card merchant. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's basically all I can say about Edward. But do
2: probably you know what over him in the stats? <laughs> huh? Do you know who are who, what kind of players are over uh, Edward in the stats? Danny Ings and Watkins and Diego Costa have better stats than him but but they never score but the thing is like Edward can really score more points than uh, yeah. Diego Costa and, yeah. um, and Watkins yeah, and
1: so. that's the thing about Edward is the fact that at Celtic he was a mega mega striker that I wanted at Everton and all this type of stuff then he went to Crystal Palace had a decent debut and all this stuff but then obviously management changes and him sort of falling out of favor in training and all this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it sort, of, uh, sort of screwed him. But he's certainly making a case and I'm making a case for him that, uh, yeah, he might be back. He's getting the random goals and assists. He's part, it,
2: part of last game. And I, and I, I yeah. don't think it's by the stats. You see Nunes, he has like mega stats. He, he rarely scores. He, he yeah. missed a lot of, uh, of chances. You say Buemo has... Double the stats that uh, Edward has, and yeah. same return And I don't think Inbouma would ever score a goal up, up until <laughs>
1: 23. So I yeah. think Edward's have... a clinical guy. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah. yeah. And finally, just to Kevin's point as well, Edward is also a cheaper striker. So if you want to bring in some expensive midfielder, if you want to get money for De Bruyne or something like that, Edward is obviously a differential pick compared to Wilson and Decelle, who are more expensive. So if you can't afford those guys. Uh, Edward is certainly a decent option, as he has shown. But anyways, that's uh, us making the case. You guys can uh, comment if you who you think made the best best case. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We don't even have to discuss it now, but we'll see uh, if any of us will bring in either of these players. Kevin obviously has Wilson already. So, uh, yeah, we'll see that later. But first, before we get to our uh, plans for next week, we'll go through our weekly wildcard draft. As you can see, Kimo's number one pick, I'm number two pick, and Kevin is number three pick this week. We have the uncertainty with Holland's injury, which has put, him up, put us off having him for uh, the next two game weeks. So obviously, this is not, we we've all used our wildcards already this season. This is just a ranking in terms of which players are the most important to get in game fifteen and sixteen, pretty much, starting from scratch with a squad. You might
2: find some people have wildcards, so you never know.
0: Some people might do so. If if you're one of the few uh, few people who saved your wildcard until now, me and Kimo probably should have saved it from thirteen until now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> seeing how we failed with our game week thirteen wall cards, but if you still have a wall card, then sure, go for the squad. The weekly wall card draft we did last week did really well in terms of the points they got. We had Diogo Dalot. We have a couple other players that we don't have this week that scored points last week, and uh, looked really good. And uh, some of the players are in this game week's uh, wall card draft as well. But we'll get to that later. We'll just quickly run through the names. Um, but first, we're going to, have to mention De Bruyne, who's number one pick, and we haven't mentioned him so far in this podcast before this segment. So, Kimo, number one pick. Why have we gone with De Bruyne?
2: I think they are playing against the worst, defeat, <laughs> the worst defense in the league, Fulham. So, if yeah. anybody's going to be involved in terms of goals, if Holland doesn't play, I think just for the security, so I think it's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. No brainer. Yeah. He's going to play, yeah.
0: My only question is, if you have... Cancelo Foden and Holan, and you can say Holan is fit and you have the money to upgrade from Foden to De Bruyne would you do that transfer or would you just stick with Foden Do
2: you mean with the stick with uh, De Bruyne
0: No 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 I'm I'm saying if you're if you in your personal team if you have enough yeah. money to go from Foden to De Bruyne would you do that transfer Do you have that much belief in De Bruyne or do you think he's yeah. sort of the same as Foden
2: yeah. I think I think he'll, he'll he will be involved anyway I think the yeah. Pep Guardiola spoke uh, after the last game, that uh, he's still they have done everything together and so on, and he's still demanding a little, little bit more from the De Brunner. De Brunner responded to that statement that he is, is still not in his best and he has more in his pocket to deliver. So I think before the World Cup, he wants to be at his top. So yeah. I think he will play, he will
0: score. I think another point for De Bruyne is if, if Holland is not fit, then De Bruyne is. A, the best captain option really, he's by far the best captain option if Holland is not playing, so that's why we picked him number one, or that's why you picked him number one, and then we'll move on to number two, that's my pick, I've just gone with Trippier, he's been so good all season, I'm gonna give him his flowers and uh, pick him as number two, because he deserves it, he's been my best pick from the start of the season, he's been the best defender all season. Yeah. He's really amazing. He should be the starting right back for England, regardless, yeah. almost regardless of what Reese James and Trent do. Uh, he's been that good. He's been that okay. reliable. So, whether it's right centre back or if it's right wing back for England, he, I, I think he should play. But that's besides the point in NFL. We'll move on to the next player. And that is Kevin with Wilson. We've already made the case for him. Yeah. Both Kevin and I have made the case for him. So, we'll move on. Almiron. I mentioned him, I was going to bring him in last week, and then he scored a lot of points yet again. Three double-digit returns in a row. He's a no-brainer for the price yeah, uh, on a wild card.
2: Absolutely amazing. Very beautiful goals as well. All his goals are very beautiful.
0: Yeah, Almiron was obviously Kimo's pick, and my pick is still Jesus. I have my gripes with him. Uh, I felt like he should have scored more points, but no man is without sin, even Jesus. So you just got to keep the faith in him, I guess. Not to get all (laughs) biblical on you. Kevin, as always, goes with Cancelo. He didn't get any bonus points last week, of course, since I have him. But he's still a solid defender uh, for Man City. Kimo, you selected Kane. Uh, You selected Son last week. That didn't really work out. Kane didn't really do much against Bournemouth. So why have you gone for Kane when he has Liverpool away?
2: Because Liverpool is the second uh, weakest defense in the league, exactly, especially when they're playing away.
0: I think that will be a very interesting game because Liverpool have been terrible away, and Spurs have been terrible against top six sides. So that will be a very interesting match to see for sure. And I'm not
2: sure when Son is injured. So that that was. I sent you my picks before Son got injured. So I I, I'm not sure, but I think Kane will show correctly. He'll be the main man.
0: Yeah. Um. Obviously, the next pick is me, and I've picked Trossard. I've been a huge fan of Trossard, and we've made the case for him as well with uh, Brighton fi- Brighton's fixtures. He's just a really good option. Kevin has picked Gordon yet again. We have Gordon in the wildcard drafts. Everton are pretty good going forward. There's no spot for DCL in this team, so Kevin goes with Gordon. We went heavy on that tag.
2: That was the reason Jesus came and De Bruyne. So yeah.
0: yeah, so we have less money to spend on midfield, but we have... Slightly more dispense. We we're going to go with Foden yet again. We're going to put faith in Foden yeah. once more. It's obvious if he plays, he will get points. But it just depends if Pep wants to play him or not. Surely now, after two benchings, he has to be playing. So, yeah, what Kevin has... I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that sure. <laughs> <same. laughs> but surely, even Pep. But Kevin has uh, something to say. So let's see. Okay,
2: you'll see. You'll get
1: as, to it, uh, as the time of recording, he is actually starting in the Champions League game which has a bunch of the scrubs playing, which isn't great. It's not great. However, if he goes into the game with a positive attitude and scores and all this type of stuff, I'm pretty sure Pep has to reward him for playing the part. So that's just all I wanted to add about Foden.
0: Yeah, so it just depends he starts, but if he gets subbed off at halftime, if he gets subbed off after 60 minutes, that's a good indication that he's going to start the next match. So just keep a lookout for that. We don't know yet because we're recording right before the match, the Champions League match. We'll move right along with the welcome drafts. As for goalkeeper, I went with Sanchez. Kimo brought up Brighton's decent fixtures coming up. Wolverhampton and Aston Villa have been pretty poor going forward this season. So Sanchez makes sense as a cheap goalkeeper. Gabriel, he uh, returned uh, with the clean sheets last game week. It's been really good. That's uh, Kevin's pick. Yeah. Chemo goes with Tarkovsky in defense. Everton, uh, care to explain more? It's just money, I guess. Cheap.
2: I, I No, I think we will play 3 for 3 So he's just on, on the bench. Just if, the bench. You can, if you can make a goal from corner or something, I think so, it will be fine. So yeah. I, I wouldn't make a case for Everton to make a clean sheet against Leicester. Yeah, Madison and Vardy and Daka and Harry yeah. Barnes can score at any time. If you're going to use this wildcard template, you're going to play 3-4-3 three, three, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and they have Bournemouth, I think, in game week 16. Yeah. So yeah. that's for the wildcard draft, so he's a good player to stash on your bench. Not bad, yeah. And we- the same with Bueno and Ward. They also go straight into the bench, like yeah. last week. They're on the bench. Ward probably gets eight points on the bench again, but that's enough about ward and the weekly wildcard draft so that there you can see it though these are the players we are uh, promoting this week uh, and next week for that matter um so yeah make of that what you will we'll go on with our gimmick for gimmick 15 plans sorry um and that is uh, chemo going first again you have not made any transfers left yet but you have uh, 0.8 in the bank and two free available transfers so tell us about your plans
2: uh well my team right now is Raya and the goal Cancelo Trippier Gabriel not going anywhere Martinelli Salah Foden not going anywhere Skamaka, Holland, Saka and Zaha A lot of, I have a lot of thinking it it depends on the news you know what I mean but I think I think Holland will start he has only two game uh two games to the World Cup People play him, get the best out of him. He will relax for the whole month up until the the World Cup is uh, is uh, finished. So it might be that I want to get rid of Skamaka. I really, 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 really don't want to see him play football. Just, just like he's he's so slow. He's this devastating, I don't want to get rid of Zaha. I don't want him in my team. So, Kevin, you said that Saka is is ready to go and fet.
0: Yeah, Saka was uh, pictured, or at least he was reported to be in training for Arsenal full team training. So and, and, he should and, be good to that's go. Fantastic,
2: yeah. Uh, even though even though they don't have the best fixture against Chelsea away, but but I think Saka can is a better player. Can be more productive than Zaha in my team than Saka. So my choice might be Zaha. Saka out. Trossard, Wilson. I hate that I'm gonna go that way to bring Wilson because he's he's already. The most transferred player, and everyone, and so on. So, but it's a pretty boring uh, moves and pretty boring game weeks. Pretty pretty boring um, <clears throat> period in terms of two only two game weeks until the break. So even even not so much to talk about and uh, to discuss. So, if Holland is fit, which I think he will, he's my captain for sure. I have no doubt about that. I'm gonna captain either uh, Holland, Cancelo, or Fordham. Okay. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Well, you say your transfer moves are boring, but I'm actually quite envious because I don't have the funds to do it. I only have 0.1 left in the bank compared to you who has zero What was it, seven or 8. That's pretty much down to me having Neto at the start of the season and <laughs> coming yeah. to bite me in the ass one more time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I cannot afford Saha and Skamaka to uh, Trossard and Wilson, but I can afford Saha and Skamaka to Rashford and Wilson. So I need to figure out if I want, if I think Rashford is a good option, or if I really want Trossard. I'm, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, I'm a huge fan of Trossard, so I might just do Saha to Trossard and keep my two transfers for next game week, just in case I need them. And uh, I haven't listed it, but if it comes out, we're obviously gonna get or probably gonna get early team news because City play in the first match along with a lot of other teams we might get t- early team news yet again on city if holland and potentially foden uh, are benched or not even in the squad so that will also I'll wait to do my transfers until that happens and I'm actually yeah. even considering if there's like really bad indications on holland playing before the world cup break I might sell him he went down in price uh, just last night and uh, obviously if you sell him now and bring him back you it's going to cost you 0.3 I, I might don't care. I'm, yeah, I might have to bite that bullet. And uh, sadly, I can't do Holland to Wilson and Zaha to De Bruyne either. I don't have enough money for that either. But I might do a triple transfer, do a minus four to bring in De Bruyne and Captain Hen, Because yeah. if if Holland isn't playing, I think De Bruyne yeah. can be uh, the, I'll, the main I'll definitely man. Do that,
2: yeah. Wilson and Holland for Zaha and... and uh... Sorry, Holland and uh, Zaha out and I'll bring Wilson, yeah.
0: Yeah, what I can do is just a straight straight swap with Palace and City players and do Saha to De Bruyne and Holland to Eduard, like Kevin <laughs> uh, advocated for it, uh, Eduard. Uh, I don't know about that move though, it's a bit sideways, especially if Holland's playing the final game week, but yeah. Uh, I'll just quickly, I forgot to do that at the start, I'll just quickly run through my team. I have Raya in goal against Nottingham Forest away, Cancelo, Gabriel, and Trippier in defense. Cancelo plays Fulham at home, Gabriel, Chelsea away, and Trippier, Southampton away. I have Foden at home to Fulham, Salah away to Spurs. He is currently my vice-captain behind Horlan, who's my main captain if he starts. Martinelli plays Chelsea away along with Jesus against Chelsea away, while Saha and Skamaka face each other. Um, Saha playing away against West Ham with Skamaka playing at home. so I also need to figure out with Skamaka if I should put faith in him one more time. That also depends on what happens with the Thursday game for West Ham in the Europa League. Will he start? Will he play 60 minutes? Will it be 30 minutes? Will he score? It could affect my transfer, transfer decisions, uh, whether he or Antonio plays well for West Ham in the Europa League. That's also sort of like a... West Ham are already three as number one, so that match doesn't really matter that much. But anyways, I have Bailey on the bench against Spaniard ben at home and Patterson against Leicester at home, so I have some decent bench options as well that I might have to use, but we'll see. Anyways, I'll hand the mic over to Kevin one last time, or well, I have one more time after that as well, but for the second last time, I'll hand it over to Kevin for his team.
1: Yes, so in regards to my team, uh, I've already made the transfers because price fluctuation was so crazy that I basically had to make the move because I was scared that I might not be able to bring one of these guys in. So what I ended up doing was getting rid of Saha. Good riddance, man. You got me a goal and a random assist here, but man, you underperform like crazy. And brought in Trostard, the guy who I should never have sold in the first place. And Tony, I kept to fate. He got me a random 12-pointer and got me a hat-trick way earlier in the season. But uh, the yellow cards were just way too much. So I brought in Calvert-Lewin, the man that uh, Kimo made a a make-the-case for. And last time he got it right with an Everton player. I'm hoping he gets it right again with the goal against Leicester obviously Everton play on my birthday as well. So it'd be a beautiful birthday goal and the uh, celebration if Everton manages to get the win. And in particular, DCL plays well in regards to my full team, Ryan goal against Nottingham forest, Trippier against Southampton, who's probably the most nailed player on the sheet besides Holland. Uh, but I'll get to that Patterson against Leeds, uh, Le- Leicester, sorry, not Leeds, Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I might switch it to Williams against Brentford. Yeah, because I was going to say that. I was yeah. going to say that. Um, but as of uh, recording, I currently have it on Patterson, only because I like Patterson and what he contributes to the team more than Coleman. Coleman is very good defensively, but he doesn't have the pace anymore to offer anything in offense. Whilst Patterson can get a few decent crosses in, and now that we have a tall player in Calvert-Lewin over Neil Moffai. We're going to get the goals, and I think Patterson could cause some danger there. But, again, Nick Williams might be able to come on. Cancelo is the other and last defender I have, uh, who's playing Fulham. Saka against Chelsea away. Saka can get a penalty or something, because Chelsea are not the best lately, anyways, uh, considering the 4-1 loss to Brighton away. But you could say that's De Serbi. You can say... Potter, you know, nervous against his former club, and also Chelsea just underperforming, but less about that. Salah against Spurs away. Again, Salah's in good form. Foden will have to wait and see whether he'll play, but I think he'll play against Fulham. Trosser, the man in form. Yeah, let's see what he can do against What, what would away. you
2: do if uh, Holland is not playing?
1: Holland or Foden, because <laughs> if no. both don't play, I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, if holland doesn't play and foden definitely does then i will consider actually putting foden as captain
0: no um, no but would you
1: sell holland or not
0: for minus 4
1: it would be for minus 4 all depends i mean who are the striker replacements really like we we just didn't make a case for all of them new or, or yeah i mean for me now because Another thing that I can mention now is Julian Alvarez is playing tonight. If he scores a bunch of goals and oh, Holland yeah, is not yeah, ready, an yeah. option. Simple, simple. Julian Alvarez. I like, him. I like his him. He's a really cool player. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his and a huge advocate for him. So yeah. that for me, if I know for sure, especially with all the early team new stuff, yeah, for sure I'll bring Julian Alvarez in and then captain him. But in the assumption that for whatever reason he doesn't play and Pep does the false nine uh, BS that he sometimes does with random players playing as striker, then Foden becomes the captain. But if Julian Alvarez plays, for sure, Julian Alvarez, 4-4, four four, I'll do because I wanted to get uh, Trossard and DCL in anyways. So for me, yeah. it feels like an obvious I think I think Holland
2: will be fine anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure this is all hypothetical anyways. Um, yeah. But if he plays over Foden, I'll be so severely angry. And then obviously... I have Calvert-Lewin who's playing Leicester at home and the boy himself, the ugly one, Cal Wilson, uh, Southampton away. Southampton away isn't the easiest match because they can randomly pop up against anyone at St. Mary's, but um, let's ride the Newcastle wave. Hopefully they'll do well. The only reason why I didn't bring Almiron is because I don't feel like the Chelsea at home match is the greatest and I also think that The emergence of St. Maximin now that he's back on the pitch and stuff like that, it'll dwarf. It won't dwarf Wilson. I think Wilson will play better with St. Max on the pitch and also Almiron. But I think Almiron will get less touches on the ball because St. Max is the type of player who constantly wants the ball fed to him so he can dribble past and do his magic. Uh, So that's the only reason why I picked Trossard over. Almiron, who might have been a more obvious pick because he's cheaper and whatever, but that's mainly to sum up the team. anyways.
0: That is uh, fair enough. Kevin has a pretty good team. Even though he didn't have a wildcard, he has about as strong a team as me and Kimo, I think. Maybe even better because of Wilson. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the game week and that's pretty much it for the podcast as well. Let's just go to the outro screen. We've recorded for about an hour and almost 10 minutes, which is pretty pretty uh, quick uh, con- yeah. con- considering uh-huh. we- considering we spent 20 minutes on an intro we won't do every week. so yeah. we're getting efficient. we're getting better at this as we go every week. Um, just really happy that we've started this podcast with uh, both of you fine gentlemen looking forward to celebrating Kevin's 29th birthday. Um, looking forward to speaking more with Kimo as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wish he was here as well, but that's uh, that's next year. Um, but yeah, before before we leave, I'm just gonna urge you to please share this uh, video, this podcast, with uh, all your friends, colleagues, your grandma, whatever. Anyone mm-hmm. who's uh, who's interested to see, uh, whether it's uh, for the FL uh, highlights or if it's uh, the conversation about. Uh, The Judas Kevin and uh, his uh, ugly move with Aubameyang. (laughs) Anyways, that's beside the point. So yeah, please share this video with the people you know. Like this video and um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, That's it for YouTube. And uh, Kevin is in charge of social media, so I'll uh, let him speak more about Twitter, Instagram and all the other platforms that we are on now, uh, finally. Yeah, just a
1: quick thing. With Twitter and Instagram, we have a lot of fun plans coming up in terms of shorts, stories, and things to get more interaction with you guys, with the FPL community as a whole. So keep an eye out. We're definitely looking at fun ways to expand and also just to interact with you guys. There's obviously going to be polls. There's going to be a lot of fun content that's going to be coming your way, including uh, the launch of our Spotify channel, which will Be including into the slides and all this type of stuff and we'll be doing updates on on twitter and instagram as well so you guys can have some direct links from there uh but keep an eye out it's going to be a fun space and especially now that we're getting closer to the world cup there's going to be a lot of world cup related fpl stuff which includes a watch list and all this fun stuff and of course us playing world cup fantasy and obviously inviting all of you guys to join our leagues and we'll get into all that eventually but a lot of fun stuff on the horizon yeah
0: that's pretty much it for this game this week this game week uh chemo any parting words
1: uh no i
2: think i'm looking forward for the world cup just to to, to do something different than then uh, to look away from my wild card uh, team <laughs> that, that's gonna be refreshing getting some quality football and i'm gonna be in egypt from the middle of November up until um, January, I think. So I'll be back right after the World Cup. So I'll be taking a break from you guys, but I'll be watching from uh, from the other side, cheering on the on the content and cheering, cheering and cheering at the same time. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah for sure. I uh, will continue to create content as well. I know I have a video lined up where I'll go through my game week one, team game week two, game week three. Basically every game week up until the World Cup break, I'm gonna make a standalone video of that on that. Kevin might do the same. Kimo might even do the same if he uh, if we manage to do that during his time in Egypt. Uh, yeah, I'm, to the beach, you're doing, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll me. get some deserved time yeah. off and get some sun. The yeah. you currently yes. are in dark and uh, ah, sad absolutely. Norway. Uh, <laughs> so oh, yeah. Yes. I, I know you're looking forward to going to Egypt but yeah. anyways that's it for uh, us this uh, this week uh, very happy to talk to you again and uh, we will look forward to talk to you again next week on Wednesday so yeah see ya Good. Good bye bye goodbye